This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Good Friday morning. It's Freestyle Friday, and I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I am Jamie Jennings in Phoenix, Arizona. And you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for July 6th, episode 1969, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. I can't take it anymore. Thank God it's Friday. I would like... If I may, to take you on a strange journey. Work all week so that we can eat and own a little piece of God's ground. Pushing papers and pens, red tape never ends. The stress can turn a smile into a frown. I need some horsing around. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us on this Friday morning. Welcome back, Jamie. Now, you were over in Oklahoma checking out the new homestead. Is that correct? The new homestead that is a piece of land that we've owned for like three years. And is the log cabin being built by pioneers? <laughs> you would think that the Amish are bringing in, you know, their horses to, to cut yes. down trees. No. Um, we... Have let's see, three years. We had to get all sorts of stuff done, craziness. That they decided to 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 break ground, and they broke ground. Was and it somebody he, with a ceremonial shovel and a he ribbon dug cutting? out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's basically Bubba with a tractor had to dig out <laughs> a little tree root. So he digs out the tree root, but kind of getting to the end of the day. So he's like, I'll go home. And he comes back the next day and he's like, hmm, where I dug out that tree roots done filled up with water. <laughs> Oops. Uh, you know what? I'll come back in a week. It's, we've had some rain. He leaves. He comes back. Huh. Ain't had no rain. The thing's still full of water. Ooh, did you guys do a perk test before all of this? So uh, I don't know <laughs> what just that did, is. You just did a per. That's where they they drill a hole and they see if how long it takes to fill up with water and whether the water goes away quickly. And that's how you determine where you can build your house. Yeah, yeah, we know that one now because we did that. Because <laughs> he um, just did we, a perk test. <laughs> we did. So so the guy is like, well, crap. Because we've done all the like to the land, like water studies, we've had to have tractors out to because there was flooding in certain areas. And so you have to like b push dirt around. And we had to build a driveway, but then the driveway was washing away with the rain there. So we had to put those culverts in the driveway. So, like $15,000 driveway, that is rock. Okay. We have going to this empty space where we're supposed to have a house. And then they start to break ground in the house and got. Dang it, this whole thing fills up with water. So we have to meet. What's what we did Tuesday was we met with our builder. And he's like, all right, y'all, here's the deal. Still, we're going to put it up in the air about 15 feet. <laughs> no, it, you know what? He can do it. It just has to double the concrete footers and double the steel uh... reinforcements and double the freaking price of the whole thing. So 
it's actually very doable, but at this point, I'm done. So I'm sitting in this meeting with this guy, and, he, and it's like just one thing after another after another, right? So I, I, I get, I was like, Chad, I'm like, hey, thank you so much, Curtis. We're going to have to talk. And then we'll get back to you before we sign anything. So we go in the car and I was like, I, I don't want to do it. He's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do it. That's too much. It's just too much. Because if we have to do this for the land, we're going to have to do it at the barn. And we're going to have a hay shed. We're going to have to do it for the hay shed. And we're going to do it for the arena. And I was like, it's too much. Ladies and gentlemen, you can buy yourself a 20-acre piece of property now for the dirt cheap price of $12.99 in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, like, I was like, if we, I'm going to put it up for sale. Let's look around because with all the money that we would have been spending with all this compiling, I was like, let's see what's in the price ranges. You could probably buy around. somebody built. <laughs> like, yes, yes, exactly. So I was like, let's go shop around, look to see what's out there in this price range or in the kind of area of what we're wanting to spend. Um, and so that's kind of what we did. We spent the week looking around at different places and the, for, for, for that, the house being for sale, it's very doable. We've done the work for the, for the next buyer. We have the exact home site. We have the driveway. Everything is ready. And we know exactly with the engineer, what needs to be done to make the house viable. We did all the legwork. And now I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do it anymore. I can't take it. So we're we're done. We are going to put that land up for sale three if years later. If you would later. like yourself a piece of swamp land or just south of Oklahoma City, we have it. Glenn, I don't want you saying those things <laughs> to go on record. <laughs> Sorry. Because it's not swampland, it's just got a really high groundwater table. Okay, apparently. okay, yeah. Were there any alligators, by the way? Well, they don't no. have those in Oklahoma, oh. I don't think. <laughs> Thank God. So, yeah, it, it, like our, our builder, who's amazing, he's like, it can be done. It's just everything costs everything more. Everything can be done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. So you can train we're, we're that done. untrainable horse for the right amount of money today. You know what? So, basically, what I've what's happening here <laughs> is I have land for sale. I have a saddle for sale. Anybody wants an 18-inch Devaku dressage saddle, monoflap, and kila. I have a dressage saddle for sale. I have a pony for sale. I'm going to have land for sale. Anybody else want anything, it's yours. I don't care anymore. Come and get it. You got to do you want a dog? <laughs> want a Mustang? I don't care. Come did, and get it. Did you, I, everything's for sale. All I do is answer questions. And, and radio in Atlanta, did they used to do that boring thing where they, what would they used to call it, where people would call in and say what they had for sale? It was kind of like a classifieds on the radio, and it just oh my would God. go for a like half an hour. And, farmers and consumers, hey, yo, I got a 1927 <laughs> Ford engine yeah, sitting it. out there. That's, and, it. that's <laughs> it. Oh, God, you had yeah. those too? <laughs> oh, yeah, but that was on like you know, 88.5. Yeah, was it like NPR or something, you know, when, when they had nothing else to do, they would do that. Actually, they did that in Kentucky. I, the I, you yard know sale what? I roundup got, or I whatever it was four, called. I got four packs of slightly used solo cups yeah. and I'm looking to get a quarter for them. So if anybody will, here's my number, call oh, the number at 611. That's right. 
right. We need like to do a special little... episode sometime. And the uh, the guy, the MC guy, the DJ guy was always super boring. Okay, we appreciate you calling. Oh my God. Okay, listen, <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, take your little voice recorder. If you have something for sale, record it into your phone and email it to Glenn. Who should he, should they email it to? Just email it to Glenn at horseradionetwork.com. And see, once we get the little microphone button on the app, they'll be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, you know what I got? I got me a pair of uh, Ariat Heritage One, a uh, couple years old. They they are size six and a half wide. Uh, and it, they got zipper fronts. Anybody want to sell those? I'll sell them for fifteen dollars. Here's my number. Oh my god, that'd be like the greatest episode ever. I think we need to do a whole episode um, of people trying to sell crap. Jemmy, what's next? what's coming up? We got to get Jemmy. to Jemmy. She has people to call. <laughs> my goodness gracious. All right, well, on today's show, we are joined by Barbara Lowell, a farrier who will share stories of her travels, her Arabians, and her challenging trails. Jen comes on, and Otter to Mo joins in to tell us about their adventures at Tara Carter's Place. And we give you the latest in really bad ads and give away some prizes. Uh, I got a pair of open front Roma jump boots. I'll sell for eight fifty. That's not a prize. That's a problem. A I'll sell problem. for eight fifty to the first person who wants them. They're size medium. They got some dirt on them, but that's okay. Wash them off. And cricket. <laughs> All right, uh, before we get to daily Four meeting. saddle pads for $10. Various before, colors. Before we get to uh, daily winnings, I do want to offer our thoughts and prayers out to Kristen, who's one of our terrific auditors and has been on the show many times. She's she's one of the editors over at horsenation.com. And she's been on our show not too long ago, maybe about two years ago, she came on to talk about how she took in to her farm there in Pennsylvania Randy and Rocky. And Randy and Rocky were the horses that she learned to drive and learned to work around draft horses at Alfred University when she was there. And then Alfred University needed to retire Randy and Rocky, so Kristen kindly took them both in. And then has been using them for rides and wagon rides and all kinds of things. And, and um, Randy was huge. I mean, a huge Belgian. Uh, and she, you know, obviously had a relationship with these horses at Alfred University and then at home. And uh, unfortunately, they think that Randy was hit by lightning in a field. He died last week. Um, the storms came in and they found him in the field after the storms. And, you know, it, lightning can hit ground around a horse and they can die from that. It doesn't have to hit them directly. So it could cause a heart attack. And they think that's what happened. So we want to offer our condolences out. There's an, she wrote an excellent article that I thought was so well written. But have so your tissues I, ready. <laughs> this <laughs> came, I was on the plane yesterday flying home <laughs> and, you know, just scrolling through my news feed and this pops up as a, I follow Horse Nation first and the article came up and it said, uh, oh, this is remembering Randy. And it, the, the like little blurb is, days later, I still find Rocky looking, his head lifted, ears patiently forward, eyes scanning the horizon slowly, as though Randy will come walking around the corner of the hill and back into our lives. I still find myself looking for Randy, too. I expect we'll be looking for him for quite some time. I started bawling on the airplane. Like ball, like like it was my horse. Chad is like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, oh. <laughs> "Randy died." He's like, "What?" <laughs> like Randy, Rocky's partner. And it's like a real like if you followed along with this, you just 
it just even I mean I, like a follow she came on and talked to us about it and I see her little posts on Facebook and Horse Nation and just feel oh just they were heartbreaking. The so horses. Uh just I am so yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry to Kristen, but I'm also so sorry to Rocky. Yeah, and your buddy. They were together forever. I mean forever yeah. those two. Yeah. Well, our thoughts are with you, Kristen. We're thinking about you. All right, Daily Winnie time. Okay, let's get this over with. Let me play this. (laughs) This is for all the auditors whose birthday apparently I've missed in the past year. I'm wishing you all a very happy birthday as a group today. You know, sometimes your birthdays fall on a weekend or a week we're off or something like that. You know, Facebook only lets me go back a couple days. I don't. And that's the only way Facebook, I know your birthday is Facebook. That, <laughs> like, you have to know. You have to be Facebook friends with Glenn. Glenn, too, yeah. Otherwise, I don't see your birthday. <laughs> so sorry. We're, we apologize, and I know it means a lot to all of you, and we're glad it means a lot to all of you. So, uh, I specifically want to mention Helena's birthday today. Uh, you know, my co-host Helena. It's her birthday today. Also, Auditor Nicole Vita's birthday and Kimberly Smiley's birthday. Kimberly, you can't call me out anymore i mentioned it and look i'm gonna do this because apparently i missed her last year (laughs) you get your own double happy birthday to make up for the ones i've missed so there her birthday's on july 4th so it's hard to yeah we're just not we don't work on july 4th typically so I also want to mention, you remember Dr. G, who does all our emergencies. She comes on all the time. She had her own episode here for a long time on Horses in the Morning, Dr. Jimenez. And she does large animal rescue. And she's been on, you know, many, many times talking about that. Well, she got married yesterday. And we want to congratulate her. She married Mark. And they got married at Justice of Peace by a lake. So uh, happy wedding day to you guys. I'm very happy for you. She's super nice. And now it is your turn. So my daily Winnie goes out to the person. So one of my biggest questions about moving to Oklahoma, because every place is different, is what kind of hay do you people have? What kind of square bales? Because everybody seems to have round bales. What kind of square bales do you have? And how is it delivered? Because I've been trying to design the farm to have this fairly easy hay storage facility. You know, in Kentucky, they put them on conveyor belts and they truck them up to the top of your, you know, uh, over your barn. And in Arizona, they come on these little squeeze trucks and they just plop the whole stack down. Boom, right there. So, And in Georgia, you know, just go, you chuck the bales into your thing and stack them yourself. So every place seems to have different hay and a different method. So I went on to the Oklahoma farmers and consumers and horse people and all sorts of tack and yeehaw Facebook page. And I said, Hey, I'm pretty sure that's not a page by the way, the tack and yeehaw. (laughs) (laughs) But it, as as a much I've lived in Georgia and Kentucky, and for some reason I feel like Oklahoma is more country. Like you know what I mean? I I don't know why. So I go onto this Facebook page. I'm like, hi. Um, my husband and I have property in 
Norman and we are, I'm interested in learning. We just bought it, you know, just this and that. And I'm looking, trying to see how you guys get your hay, what kind of hay. And uh, if anybody has any, any, you know, advice for me about this, that would be great. And all these people wrote all this advice. And this one guy named like Tevin, he's like, yeah. As I was like, you know, any advice? And he's like, yeah, you need to go on back to the city. City <laughs> slicker. <laughs> You're apparently not country enough for Oklahoma. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. You need going back to the city, city slicker. I was like, did that really happen? So somebody underneath it was like, they, all these people came to my defense because I didn't check it. I got on a plane and I didn't see it. And I get back, there's like 64 comments. I was like, holy cow. Everybody starts ripping this dude. They're like, hey, just because she's lived in the city doesn't mean she want, doesn't want to come out to the country. And somebody else is like... <laughs> Somebody's like, her and her husband are trying to learn how to be country people. Come on, you gotta be nicer. <laughs> like, how do I respond to this? Because I feel like it. I should do something. Otherwise, I wouldn't be me, you know? <laughs> so I just wrote, Dear Tevin, thank you so much for your support. You are a great example of my future neighbor. And I'm really excited <laughs> to get to know you and your country lifestyle. And Just oh, by so the you way, know, <laughs> I have lived in the country for 30 of my 40 years, and I appreciate you. Maybe take a nap, and hopefully you'll wake up in a better mood. <laughs> Thank God I screenshotted that, because Tevin must have gone back to Facebook and realized that every country as person in Oklahoma started ripping him a new one for not being nice to this newbie. And then they read my comment. Tevin deleted the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> and te- Oh, did you also put in there? And oh, by the way, Tevin, tens of thousands of people are going to hear about this tomorrow morning on the show I do about horses. So. Oh, thank thank you for being so welcoming to me coming into the country and learning about hay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to our first guest who's moved around quite a bit too. And we're we have her on because she has she lives the life that uh, most of you want to live. And also, she's had a video that went very viral. I reposted it this morning on our Facebook page. And Jamie, do you remember the video that somebody posted of coming out of this tunnel on this most beautiful canyon and walking across this very narrow suspension bridge that seemed like it was a mile long on their horse? It's one of these things where you watch, you're like, this isn't real. No, it's terrifying. Oh, my God. No, (laughs) going into the tunnel. No, you can't do that. Go into the tunnel. Oh, my. Oh, my God. You're coming out on a bridge. Yeah. Craziness. No. And I have Jeffreyophobia, which is a fear of bridges. Uh, So uh, apparently I would never do this. I wouldn't even walk across this one. So did you know you had Jeff E. Rophobia? I knew I had a bridge phobia. I didn't know what it was called. I looked that up this morning. I knew I don't think you're pronouncing that right. Oh, that's that's what dictionary.com said. So we we have Barbara Lowell on here who's gonna talk to us about her adventures with her amazing horse Saris. Good morning. Good morning. You got to talk to me about that. We're going to start with that video. Uh, did you know that that suspension bridge was coming after you went through that tunnel? 
I did. I was very much looking forward to walking across that bridge. Okay, you're just crazy. Let's start there. Um, yes. It, yes. <laughs> that's just nuts. No argument here. I wouldn't even walk myself across that bridge because I do have this bridge phobia thing. <laughs> but did you? were you confident that your horse was going to do it or were you praying your horse was going to do it? Oh, no, I was confident the horse would do it. I had no no doubts the horse would do it. But I'll be honest, when I came out between the tunnel and the bridge, the first few footsteps on there, I completely clenched up and couldn't breathe for the first three seconds. But the horse never stopped. She was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I would think I would have more than clenched up. Uh, so uh... <laughs> I, I, my question when I watched this was, is this a horse bridge or is this like a people bridge or a bike bridge that you just brought a horse onto this is actually a horse bridge um it's used for the mule pack trips and mule supply for phantom ranch in the grand canyon oh so this was in the grand canyon i was going to ask you where it was yeah yeah it's in the grand canyon well now i did the all day mule ride to the bottom of the canyon and back up and i tell you i sure as hell didn't do no bridge (laughs) (laughs) you must have gone out of north room maybe this is out of south room Ah, okay yeah Yeah. that's probably why well tell us about this amazing horse Uh, you know it's saris right an arabian it's sarah sarah she's an arabian she actually passed away this spring really um i didn't know that yeah yeah she was uh 20 pushing 22 and she had one of those traumatic colics where they just roll at the wrong time in the wrong place and they twist and that was unfortunately it so a lot of the page um actually a ton of the videos on the page are our other horses we have um you usually carry three we have three we have two right now that are broke and we ride around with them everywhere. But Sarah's the one that started the page. It's It was her journey, and it was her for a very long time until we added extra crew to <laughs> sustain our needs. Well, so. and your needs are incredible because you travel around with your husband sometimes, but sometimes alone. You travel around to some of the most amazing places in the United States riding. When you look at the pictures, and we'll post a link to the Facebook page, when you look at the videos and the pictures, you have ridden in places that people only dream of riding. I know. It's it's incredible. I still dream about the places I go. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, and you have something else in common with Jamie. Her husband's a uh, military pilot. Uh, Oh, that's awesome. My husband, he's not a pilot. He's an NFO, but he's also in a jet. So, um, I guess. Thank you for your service. Well, thank him for his service. And (laughs) we apparently attract the same people or they're attracted to us. I guess they're (laughs) together. So, (laughs) makes sense. So tell us about, you've traveled, as we said, with your horses to some of the most amazing places. And I know you've done a lot of different things with horses over over the years, but the trail riding adventures you've gone on have been the thing that really have sparked people's imagination and really have been the thing that, why people are following you, right? Yes. So what what are some of your favorites? What are the ones you dream about? Uh... Well, I dream in color, and color is always Utah. Utah is absolutely amazing. And, yeah, Bryce National Park, which you can do that loop over. So it's only a nine-mile loop, but you could do it over and over and over again. and just doesn't get old. Um, we've done Utah three times in the last 12 months, and I would certainly not oppose doing it three times more. Um, the Sierra in California is really spectacular, and 
it's it's very stunning visually. So that's another one of my favorites. But I really miss Washington State. Um, <laughs> you've only got maybe two, three months up there of heaven, but when it's good, it's really good. So the Olympic National Park is really something that's an amazing place. And North Cascades is so remote. You can go and literally get lost for a week or two and you're at a cell signal, you're in the wild and you don't even know if the world still exists. And that's what really started my riding is the riding up in Washington state because it was so remote and so beautiful and so wild. Um, and it really sparked an interest. And while I was up there, I had no desire to leave the state. Um, and then I married my husband and I just, that's part of my coping mechanism is wherever we go. I try to take advantage of where we're at and I try to see which national parks, forests are around us, and then I make a plan to go there. I have a question from a listener who wants to know, how do you plan your trips? What what kind of research do you do ahead of time to know? Uh, do you camp in your trailer? Do you pack out? You know, how do you plan all that? We cover a lot of mileage in one day, so we usually just camp in the trailer. It's easy for us to go out and back in. Um, there's a lot of uh, permit issues when you camp in the backcountry do have a pack saddle to do it but yes we come back to the trailer i spent hours on the internet just trying to find out information about parks so a lot of the places i ride people don't go like the grand canyon there really wasn't a whole lot of info so that usually takes a lot of phone calls to ranger stations i have a huge assortment of maps um and then i just try to see where horses are legal and if i can do it because even if i can there's a lot of places I will just discourage. Yes, you can go there, but it's not a really good idea. And I'm like, well, why? Well, it's not a good idea. I'm like, well, that sounds like exactly what I want to be doing. So, um, <laughs> of course. give me a bridge. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's just a bunch of research. And sometimes I'll go on pages and ask for advice of people that write it in the area. Um, anywhere I can find info and put it together, but I try to check multiple sources, but maps, maps are really the way to go for me. Um, and you know, I get the nice topo one so I can see what kind of cliffs I'm looking at is, you know, how can I get there? How many miles check the trail conditions and kind of go from there. Now you do a lot, a lot of the solo too, right? Is that, I mean, is it scary ever or is it, uh, you know, you're just enjoying being out there with yourself and your horse or. Um, it's never been scary. Um, I've ridden solo a lot. I do have a lot of friends I ride with. But I, I've probably done most of my rides solo. I, well, about 50% of them. Um, but no, it's not scary to me at all. I've, I've done this for a long time, and it doesn't bother me. I, I'm with my horse. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the thing that's scariest is something happens, you're out of cell service in 90% of the places you go. Um, do you have a way to communicate your location? Um, I have a spot receiver. You do? Okay. Kind of yeah. explain that for people who don't know what that is. It's a GPS device that you can press a button and it'll call 911 or it'll call in a helicopter or it'll call a family member. You can also drop a pin and let family members know they're all right. So um, there's actually a couple different versions of it. Different companies make it. Uh, my brother has a Garmin version of it. He's as crazy as I am about riding. My brother's the same thing in hiking and climbing. So um it's kind of a, apparently a family thing, my poor parents. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a good device to have if something goes wrong. What about animal encounters? What are some of the most memorable animal encounters? Uh, <laughs> the most memorable animal encounter, 
uh, we were in Salmon Lassac, Washington State, and crossing over a ridge. First ones in the season. There were no tracks. There was a bunch of windfall we were clearing. We come up to the top of this mountain, this pass, and there's these huge tracks. And I am in La La Land, and my friend's like, you need to stop. You need to look at these tracks. And I stop, and I look at these tracks, and I get off my horse, and I'm like, wow, that is the biggest paw print I have ever seen. I'm pretty sure this is a grizzly. And we come over the crest, and it's going the same way we are, and they're fresh. And so we come up over the crest, and here is this giant grizzly in a meadow, and he is just pulling up roots. And it was beautiful. They're not even supposed to be down there. I took a couple photos, and it's like, well, what do we do now? And I said, well, we just wait for him to leave. And he did. He went a separate way, and we continued our ride. But that was probably... One of the most memorable ones because he was so impressive, but we had another one where we were riding beside a Bogachil in the Olympic Mountains, and it's a pretty steep mountain, and it's just all meadow. It's alpine meadow, and it was fall, and the bears were trying to get a bunch of berries and fruit, and they were on both sides of the trail, and I mean dozens of bears, at least 10, well, 15, 20 bears all over. Mm. And we kind of wound our way through them as they were eating berries. And I have video of my horse just checking them out and walking through them. And they're busy. They're busy eating. They have no desire to do anything with you. Um, and then same park, too. We we're pulling up to our camp um, with the horse truck and trailer. And probably a herd of at least 50 elk crossed through camp and over the river. And it was just magical. It was it was really spectacular, but we've never had issues with animal encounters. Um, you know, they don't want anything to do with us. We're a pretty big animal. So, um, we've had a couple of cougar issues. We had one, there was a, Sarah was very forward. She would just keep going. She wouldn't ever stop. We're on a ridgeline and there are little tree stands and she was just trucking along and all of a sudden she slammed on her brakes and I'm like, Oh, what's wrong with you? Keep going. And she says, no, I'm, I'm not going to go. She wouldn't go forward. And I look around the street and there's a cougar and it's crouched down ready to pounce on her on the trail. So, oh, geez. And that was pretty memorable <laughs> yeah, as well. That'd be memorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was memorable. It was, it was, we were out bear hunting that day. Actually, I was hoping my friend, she was hunting. I was scoping out for her. So <laughs> it was pretty funny. It's like, well, do you have a tag for a cougar? <laughs> well, this is, uh, you can follow Barbara. You can go to uh, Sarah, S-E-R-A-S Journey on Facebook. We'll post a link there. You can see all the pictures and all the various places that she rides. Uh, so it's Barbara Lowell. And uh, thank you so much for joining us and uh, happy trails. Thank you very much. Enjoy right. the page and enjoy our journey as well. All right. Thanks, Barbara. And if everybody, if you missed the video of her riding over that scary bridge, that's on our Facebook page. I posted it there this morning, and uh, I I wonder how much of the audience would actually do that. So I don't know. I, I wouldn't. With a horse, without a horse. You're kind of funny about bridges, though. You've yeah, always freaked out when you saw videos. Yeah, I don't do bridges very well. But let's do this. Let's... One more time. I actually looked it up. I actually looked it up. How do you pronounce it, Glenn? It said in dictionary.com, J-E-F-F-E-E-R-O. Uh, no, I didn't say how you spell it. How do you pronounce it? Jeffyrophobia. <laughs> it's Jeffyrophobia. You're close. I was close. I That's you're... close. It is a weird one. All right, let's take a break for Kentucky Forwards products, and we're going to come back and hear about Jennifer and Moe's great adventures at Tara's Place Chasing the Cows. 
This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Spring is here, and so are pastures full of luscious green grass. Spring grass is high in vitamins, minerals, and sugar. Most horses have little problem adjusting to the changing sugar levels found in spring pasture, but for at-risk horses, grazing on sugary grass can lead to big problems such as colic or laminitis. By paying attention to daily temperatures and following a couple of simple rules, you can limit your horse's access to such sugar-laden grasses. In the spring and fall of the year, limit grazing or stop it completely when daytime temperatures are warm and nighttime temperatures are below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Under these conditions, the grass produces sugar during the day and it stores it in its leaves. At night, the plant transfers the stored up sugars to the roots and stems to fuel the growth. If the evening temperatures are cold, the grass will not make that transfer and all of the sugar will remain in the leaves where it is readily available to your horse. In the summer when days are sunny and nights are warm, it is safe to allow grazing in the early morning hours, but it should be restricted late in the afternoon or evening. This is because most of the sugar that was produced the previous day has been used for growth overnight. Therefore, the level of sugar in the leaves is low in the morning. But as the day progresses, the grass once again accumulates sugar in its leaves in preparation for nighttime growth. So later in the day, the more sugar-packed leaves become. Because grass is a great source of essential vitamin E, horses that are restricted from grazing, especially easy keepers and horses in hard work, may develop vitamin E deficiencies. Lack of vitamin E can result in sore, stiff muscles and neurological problems. Elevate Maintenance Powder from Kentucky Performance Products is an affordable way to provide your horse with the vitamin E missing from his diet. Each scoop provides 1,000 international units of natural vitamin E, and natural vitamin E is absorbed and retained in the tissues at a much greater rate than the synthetic vitamin E found in many feeds and supplements. Best of all, when you choose a Kentucky Performance Product Supplement, you get a 100% satisfaction guarantee. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. You can also then follow them on Facebook at Kentucky Performance Products. All right, Jamie, our guests are ready. Well, and they are definitely friends of ours, considering it's Jen. Hey, Jen. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We've got Mo too. Mo, good morning. Hi, everybody. So, uh, Jen, we know where you are. Mo, where are you in the world? I am currently in Sugarland, Texas, which is right outside of Houston. It's like a suburb uh, of Houston. Awesome. Sugarland, Texas. Um, mm-hmm. So, you uh, are an auditor, is that correct? That's right. Okay. So, so I want to hear about this trip. What you guys went to Tara's who hosts, she is the host of the Western radio show, Tara Carter and super nice lady. And she invited everybody to come out to her ranch and basically play cowboy, but like not just play it actually like 
be a cowboy for a, a couple of days. So tell us everything. Jen, you get started. <laughs> I get started. Um, <laughs> let's see here. It was, I think the big picture was, it was completely different than I thought it would be. And so much better than I thought it would be. And now I want to do it again. Okay. Where did you guys go? Let's start. We with went to Clovis, New Mexico, blazing metropolis. And I think Mo, you might've been the one that made the comment about if you ever, if, for, if city dwellers wonder where the beautiful skies went, they are in New Mexico. Yes. Um, they're huge. They're huge. And it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place. Um, I think the town might be about four square blocks. So, so there's one restaurant in the, in the midst of that town of Clovis, New Mexico. Is it like a TGI Fridays or an Applebee's or something like that? It was hard to find a chain restaurant within 50 miles of Clovis. Because it, it, yeah. my, one of my best friends in the world, go ahead, Mo, you know what it is? It's a Chili's. Chili's. That's it. Okay. So <laughs> Chili's. Clovis, New Mexico, Chili's, there's a military base near there. And my best friend, one of my best friends in the world was working at that Chili's and met uh, a guy in the Air Force and he's a fighter pilot and they got married. <laughs> so that's how I know her. And every time I hear Clovis, New Mexico, I'm like, oh, the Chili's <laughs> where love was found. <laughs> got her out of Clovis. <laughs> All right. So carry on, carry on. So you, you go to Clovis, New Mexico. It's absolutely beautiful. And that's where their farm is, uh, Carter Ranch Horse, where Trevor and Tara Carter have their training operation, is in Clovis, New Mexico. Okay. Yep. And um, the ranch itself is just as beautiful as the rest of the countryside. And we got, went in there, and Mo and I both stayed at the ranch house and some of the other people who participated. We had, what, nine people riding, eight people riding, Mo? I think there were there were nine there were nine people, but one person maybe had a few too many adult beverages one evening, and so they weren't really. Uh, they were a local person, so I don't think they were uh, as present. <laughs> 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 they skipped a few sessions. We'll put it that way. There we go. So you guys, you go to the ranch, and you're provided with some horses. And what is the I? Mo, what is the idea and the goal of this trip? To so, work cattle or? Well, like, kind of. And like Jen, I think, you know, you go into anything with sort of a preconceived notion, but it was way more and better than you could really imagine. It is not, um, Jen, what's that movie that everybody kept saying? City Slickers. City, um, City, City Slickers. Slickers. It is not City Slickers. This is a legit ranch, Trevor the legit cowboy. Um, and so you, the idea is, I think he, I think they, I think parents are the most they would ever take is 12 people. And so the first time you're there, especially if he doesn't know you, the first session, he kind of just gets everybody warmed up and kind of sizing everybody up them. And if you, you can bring your own horses, Jen and I did not, but you could. And then I think he kind of tailors the weekend according to what he sees. We did the ultimate kind of technical goal is to go out and, and move cattle, which we did do. But I think if people, if the group had been more experienced with it, that he does also teach people like how to rope, um, not the weekend we were on a specific weekend. They actually do branding. Like they do the full cowboy 
working genius. cowboy. That's genius. Um, Here, y'all yeah. come pay me to help me work my cattle. Oh, we I'm weren't so helping. Mom. Yeah. No, we weren't helping. <laughs> we we no were helping. going through the motions, but we were not assisting. <laughs> no. So we I didn't think, throw anything down and bring Trevor it. got out of it. Yeah. No, we did not do that. We just moved them around. But I think Trevor did say later that, because um, somebody made kind of a similar joke. He said, well, I wouldn't have fired you, which I guess was nice of him. But um, <laughs> he said, you know, they have to go out and move the cattle around. He kind of uh, checked them for health a little bit. Like he could see there were a couple that were limping that hadn't been a couple days ago. Or one of the calves had like a little sore on his rump that he was going to have the, uh, I guess, have the vet or someone come out and look at. So I guess in that respect, we were helping. <laughs> Look at <laughs> you. <laughs> Look at you, farm girl. I love it. So, so what yeah. was, what, what were the sessions like? I saw a video of Jen, you cutting some cows. Oh, well, um, well, as Mo said, we started the weekend with a little horsemanship in that he just watched everybody. He said, he just sent everybody out in the arena and said, Hey, get to know your horse, go warm up, do what you normally do. And he kind of gauged everybody. And then we rode for between three and four hours in the morning. So after we did the little warm-up thing, we um, just did some practice, some maneuvers till he, so he could gauge us. And then after lunch, he brought some small calves in, and we were in a giant arena, a pen, so that the calves couldn't leave because they would have just left because we were so crappy at what we were doing. And he showed, <laughs> us how, he showed us how to move them around. What was interesting for me, too, at that point was the only, time, only experience I've ever had with uh, sorting cattle, roping cattle, cutting cattle is the competitive kind that you see at a rodeo or on TV. And the kind that happens in, in the everyday workings of uh, cattle ranches is very different. It is not fast paced and not adrenaline filled. It is just quite the opposite because the whole point is to keep the cattle uh, quiet and calm and gently move them from point A to point B because if they get all excited and start running around, it becomes chaos really, yeah. really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the tool it he goes uses. from herding cows. To, yeah, herding cats. from herding cows to herding cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And gotcha. one of the tools they use to help train horses as well as humans is a flag. And it's just, it's a little flag, you know, 14 inches square that's on a cable that's along the fence. And there's a little remote control that can move it left and right, left and right, and left and right. Um, so he had us do that so that the horses could kind of get warmed up. Because the horses all knew how to do what they were doing, including uh, Dutch and Sailor that Mo and I had. But it gave particularly Mo and I a chance to experience the maneuvers that the horse would pre be performing. Because once they get on, a, get on a cow, in other words, they decide that cow has to stay where they tell it to. Um, the horse is very much in control. And uh, it's a little bit like riding the bumper cars if uh, if Herbie the Love Bug was a bumper car. It's yeah. it's like mm -hmm. you just have to sit there and don't fall off. Ronnie, don't yes! fall off. Don't just, fall off. <laughs> don't get in their way and don't fall mm -hmm. off. Don't tell them what to do. Don't They know their job. So um, you just said you had three or four sesh hours and then that was before lunch and so probably the same thing after and then the same thing the next day so i would say it's 12 to 15 hours of riding in a western saddle ladies how did that go mo <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i have been with them before and the current saddle i'm riding in is not super padded 
So it was not as bad as I thought, but I have to admit, swinging into the saddle the next day, as soon as your butt hit the leather, you're like, ooh. <laughs> oh, that's I a bruise. I had a bones there. Yeah, that's a bruise. <laughs> um, but, you know, the Trevor and Tara's horses are amazingly trained. They're beautiful horses, and their saddles are amazing. So uh, it definitely took, you know, after maybe, I don't know what you say, Jen, maybe if we were in a couple more days, you would have easily gotten used to the different seats. But yeah, day two was a little, little sore. Yeah. Day, day two was sit gently first thing in the morning. After about a half an hour, everything gets numb again and you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly. We all know that feeling you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, and day two, we kind of changed it up a little bit. In the morning, we went out and moved cattle around for real. So there was, what do you think there was when we started out? Maybe a hundred head of cattle there when we started out in the corner, Mo? Yeah, probably. Because I think at one point they said there were about 40 calves. So yeah, between so we had all the and a couple of bulls. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Trevor mushed and Trevor uh, moved the bulls out before we got started because he's all about uh, all of his charges staying safe. Thanks, <laughs> Trevor. And uh, we practiced moving those, separating them. So we were separating out. You had to get a specific cow or calf out of that giant group in an open field and move him out. And then th- it was very complex and it was a lot of thinking and moving. So we did that in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we mm-hmm. hung around the uh, arena or pen and did some raining type maneuvers where we learned to do spins oh, cool. and stops and side passes and stuff like that. So we were all just a little bit dizzy. So did you, because when I got to do a spin, I squealed the whole time. Did you squeal? <laughs> 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 it does make you giggle. It's a little bit like the first time you do a piaf or passage on a dressage horse. Giggling is involuntary. Too. Yeah. 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 I remember Monty let me ride Chrome and I was, I was, I was, he's like, okay, lay your leg here, lay the reins here. And he starts spinning and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and I get done. I was like, oh, God. He was like, I was like, oh, my God. That's so fast. And he's like, yeah, it's about quarter speed. <laughs> God, I felt like I was flying. So I'm sure you guys had the same experience. It's so different when you go, especially if, I don't know if you're an English rider, Mo, but like you go from English to Western or you yeah. go from one sport to another, there's definitely a like a an absorbment curve curve. You know, like you have to mm-hmm. absorb this whole new thing, even though you've ridden forever, maybe it's a new thing. Now you said Mo at the beginning that it was a lot different than you had you know, your preconceived notion of what the trip would be. What did you mean? Mm-hmm. Well, and in hindsight, I don't really know why I thought it would be the way I thought it would be. Cause it's not, you know, Tara didn't say, Oh, it's going to be X. And then we got there and it was Y. But, um, so I would say that I was the least experienced rider. I've ridden mostly hunter jumper type stuff and I have not ridden very long. So, um, but Tara said before, so if you can walk, track, canter, or, you know, up the lope independently, you can come, you might not do everything, but you can come. And I think, um, Trevor is a great, well, he's a great trainer of horses and of people, but he's also really good at general what was the word to use zhuzhing. He judged, tells them we're going to zhuzh his cows and he's like, you're going to what? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you are so English. <laughs> They kept telling us, you're like, guys, that's too English. We're not doing that. Um, <laughs> but he, he really taught, yes, he, he did teach you moving cows and reining and kind of, kind of quote unquote, well, ranch riding, I guess. I was going to say cow punching, which didn't seem right, but ranch riding. But he really taught a lot of just general good 
a great horsemanship. And Jen left out very modestly. She kept having, she kept getting stuck demoing because I think Trevor knew that uh, she's a great sport. Right. And even if, you know, it's, it's, it can be um, nerve wracking to have nine people watching you try something you've never done before. And he had her do this. Um, and later on, everybody did it, but this uh, training technique with, I'm going to call them big sticks, but they're not big, like thick. They're al- think almost like a dressage whip, but there's no whip part. There's just the stick. And she had to ride for 10 minutes. I think with like five minutes with no reins, just using her legs and these sticks as aids on the neck. And it's not, it's not, it's nothing violent. It's a tap. So he taught like tons of stuff like that, that you could use in any discipline. So what he, when you go, it's not just, this is how you ranch ride. It's a lot about horsemanship. And um, I think Jamie, you would have appreciated like how a horse thinks and responds. Right. Um, and kind of the, the, not the philosophy, it's not quite the right word, but you know, how to work with your horse as a horse. He's not a human. Um, but he is a sentient being and how you can communicate better with him. That was really interesting to me. Well, and those people understand Mm -hmm. that these are, these are our partners, you know, these are, these are our working partners. You have to communicate correctly with them or you're not going to get the job done or you're not going to have a willing partner. So that's awesome. I'm so glad you guys experienced Mm -hmm. that. What was your favorite part, Jen? Oh, let's see here. Gosh, there were so many. I'm going to have two. You, you, okay. Mo, you think too. Um, first one was when we, when we sorted the cattle in the open, in the field, which was a section, which is like a mile by a mile. Um, the first time we, I, I had a chance, we took turns. I had a chance to walk a a little field, uh, you know, mile by a mile, Mile just a a little field. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I had, I walked into the herd to, um, separate out or cut out the cow I wanted. They're all mushed in there together. And. It is a cacophony. I didn't know so many cows could moo so loud. <laughs> and it was kind of, an, I kind of got goosebumps because Sailor, my steady steed, just strolled in there. He knew exactly what was going on. I'm kicking him going, go faster, go faster. I want to get this done. And he's going, uh, no, honey, we walk slow when we're in here. We're surrounded by 14 tons beef. So that was really surreal the first time I walked into the herd because of the energy going on in there. So that was really cool. And the second fun thing was something that Mo alluded to when I got to ride Sailor uh, Bridalist. Trevor had me go out and I was, yeah, I was struggling a bit with the aids because the aids on these ranch horses are very, very different than the aids on a fox hunting horse or a dressage horse or an event horse that I'm used to. So I had them wrong most of the time. So he's like, okay, enough's enough. He put me out there. He said, okay, we're just going to take everything away. So you can't screw it up. And he had me doing, um, figure eights and lead changes and walk and trot and lope first with my bridle on, but not touching the reins. And then he said, okay, now we're going to make it a little, even, a little, even more complex. I got rid of the reins and he took the bridle off and he handed me two, these two big long sticks. And that's what I used instead of reins. So the, the stick could touch the horse's neck, but that's all it could do. So I had to use my legs and my seat and just that touching on his neck. So I couldn't touch his mouth at all. And much to my amazement, I was able to walk and jog and lope both direction and do figure eights and all that. I could even do spins now that I think about it. We even did spins with those. So that was really pretty awesome. <laughs> cool. Cool. And, and Mo, what was your favorite? This sounds like the coolest trip ever, by the way. 
it is super, I have to say, it is, I, I told my husband's like, so how do you like it? And I said, and we've been married for 20 years. You have to know that for the rest of the story. I said, it is probably the most amazing thing I've ever done in my life. Well, except maybe getting married. Um, <laughs> I didn't really appreciate that he was the back end of that statement, but, um, <laughs> I, you know, it's hard to just kind of pick one thing. I think just the experience of doing something that's so, as part of it is just doing something that's so outside of your comfort zone. But the way, I mean, Tara, like I think uh, Jamie said in the beginning, Tara's so nice. And when you're there, they are just so, she and Trevor both are just so genuinely lovely, nice people. And the way he teaches you, uh, what did you call him, Jen? A little league softball coach. Yes. Like he challenges you. The and ultimate holds you little league coach. Yeah. 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 He, he, he will challenge you. I think if at one point you said, I'm not going to do that, he would never like put you in danger or anything, but. Um, well, for example, I got to do a teeter-totter, and I made a mistake as we were walking up for Dutch, walking up, and he was going on, and I hesitated. And he's like, nope, we're out. So Trevor kept me at it until I got his feet on the teeter-totter, and he's like, okay, you can stop. But he asked me at one point, he said, do you want to stop? And I think if I had said no, he probably would have had me get off, and he would have done it so that Dutch wouldn't learn that bad behavior. Do you know what I mean? But because I said, no, I'll keep doing it. He just kept encouraging and encouraging me up until he got his little feet, big feet, <laughs> the teenage daughter. Um, so just kind of having that, that experience of doing something totally foreign to what you're used to, I think. Um, and Jen alluded this, to this too. So some of the aides are so different, um, but this is your partner and you have to communicate with them. Like there are certain parts where Trevor says, take your legs like totally off. And Jen's like, I can't do that. Precise <laughs> <But laughs> says no. Every writing instructor I ever had was in my head at that point going, no, don't add do leg. that. Leg on, leg on. Add <laughs> leg, add <laughs> leg. Uh, if in doubt, add, add leg. leg. <laughs> That's yeah. so funny. And that actually, part of my problem with the teeter-totter is my brain was saying, uh, you know, to put leg on at the wrong point and uh, the reins are totally different and I, you know, choked up on them. But, um, I think just doing something that's so out of your ordinary, but physical wise, I think the first time I was chasing a flag and just kind of let go and rode, you know, instead of thinking about it so much and Dutch could like kick into his cow pony self. And I'm sure it was super slow motion to the people on the ground. But to me, it was so fast when he wheel, you know, those cow ponies wheel really fast around. That was so fun. That was better than any Disney world ride for sure. That's great. Well, I'm so glad you guys had a good time. Well, not only that, Apparently, they fed you well. She brought in a chuck wagon specifically for this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. And one of our, um, yeah, it was a real working chuck wagon. And Jen and I had happened to have dinner with, what would you call him, Jen? The cowboy musician? That, he was that a he, yeah, musician and poet. Yep. Musician and poet. He told us that that chuck wagon actually travels around, I would say the country, but definitely the West the chuck wagon competitions and they have a whole history of their particular chuck wagon. The two guys who cooked the food was amazing, but they have like the big handlebar mustaches and they look like of something course. out of a Louis Lamore book. <laughs> okay. I'm awesome. throwing it out to the universe now that I would love to be a chuck wagon cook judge at a chuck wagon cooking <laughs> competition. So I'm throwing that out to the world right now. I would love to do that sometime. That would be fun. So, because I don't just think they don't cook make, fish, so I'd be don't fine. Don't make vegetables or fish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just as long as you make steak, I'm fine. Uh, I could eat beans. Uh, just no vegetables or fish. Yeah. yeah. 
And I don't think there were. I'm trying to think. I don't think there were vegetables. I guess potatoes are technically a vegetable, but I eat there was those. definitely no fish. I'm okay on. there. And and it's a chuck wagon. There had to have been peach cobbler. I just Yes, there was. Was there? Yeah, yes, that's what I thought. There was. There always yep. is peach cobbler on a chuck wagon. I don't know why. It's easy to cook, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, cool. Where can people, if they want to go find out more, do you guys know the website for Tara? It's uh, carterranchhorses.com, I believe. I think it's Carter. singular. Singular. Carter Ranch Carter Horse. Ranch Horse. Okay. Ranch Horse. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And right. I think I saw that they have a few events all summer. Um, That's awesome. I think I think this one may have been a little bit more geared towards like more open, you know, because like I could go. But at some of the other ones, I think you probably have to have a little more experience. But highly oh, recommend great. it. Carter Ranch Horse to come, Mo and Jen. Thank you guys for coming on and telling us all about it. Sounds awesome. Thanks, Thank guys. Thanks, Mo. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And it is CarterRanchHorse.com, singular. Jen, uh, are you still there? I am. Is Mo like the cutest thing ever? I know. She's so rocket. She's so rocket. I was really, really, really proud of her. That's great. Now, how fun. Well, good. <laughs> Glenn, do we have a song or are we going straight? Yeah, Let's no, you know, I thought we'd do us. today. Uh, we'll take a short break. And I thought it would be appropriate. We haven't done this in a long time. The opener for Really Bad Ads is out of a song called Horse Trading. And I thought today we'd play Dan Roberts. Yes. Horse trading, the whole song. So this is where the opener you hear every Friday comes from. You're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Well, look here, boys, I got a pretty good rig. He's got a working trot and a short jig. He come off of the ranch where he's born and bred. The last of his blood, that old stud's dead. He's a little bit nervous inside the ring. Kids out back and riding with a strain. Of course now, his feet needs trimming. Yeah, it looks to me like he's been foundered. Well, you seen that big skeeter bite on his neck? Yeah, they probably aced him. He's a little fresh, we ain't rode him much lately. Yeah, eight seconds or less. He's got a pretty little head. Yeah, if you don't mind the looks of an ironing board. They say they just wormed him. Yeah, now you're trying to worm me. Well, they say you can ride him with any kind of bit. Yeah, as long as you wire his mouth shut. They say they showed him NCHA. Yeah, which means not coming home again. Or was it AQHA? Yeah, which means apt to quit hauling around. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading, they tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading, well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Well, look here, boys, here's one of a kind. He's as right as rain if I'm lying, I'm dying. I'll make you prices worth every penny. 
I wouldn't eat him selling, but I got too many. He's King Ranch, Wagner, Doc Bar Bread. They tell me he's smarter than Mr. Ed. I tell you one thing, he's a good rope horse. Yeah, that's how you have to catch him. Well, he'll jump right in your trailer. Well, that's good, because I seen him jump out of yours. Now, he's got all the wind in the world. Yeah, it's just coming out the wrong end. <laughs> he's good at opening gates. Yeah, you brush up against one, he kicks it right open. Well, they say he runs AAA. Yeah, which means always awkward and aimless. Well, looks like he's got a little air blood in him. I don't believe I'd have told that one. Now, I'd say he'd be a good cutting prospect. I believe that's the first thing I'd do to him. They say they showed him NRHA. Yeah, which means never really had ability. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. Tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. It's a horse trading. Come on now, you wear out a new truck trying to find a better deal than this. Ah, don't lose him over a few dollars. If it's not just like I said, you don't own him. Out there, team, gentle and sound. What do you mean, why didn't I tell you? Horse people know that they can count on Ovation's value, quality, and style when it comes to hard-wearing schooling attire affordable show gear for horse and rider, or top-of-the-line equipment for riders at every level. From breeches to bridle work, saddles to stock ties, helmets to half chaps, Ovation is the premier brand of riding apparel and equipment for you and your horse in the United States, outfitting riders at every level from head to toe. Ask for Ovation brand riding helmets, breeches, and footwear at your local tax store, or go online to OvationRiding.com and see the fantastic variety of quality, fashion-forward, affordable products from Ovation. OvationRiding.com Palomino Entertainment Group presents the award-winning film, One Day. When she was the big man our Mims won the Eclipse Award as the 1977 champion three-year-old filly. Riding her was like driving a Cadillac. Very, very smooth. She gave me everything she got. Racing Hall of Fame jockey Jorge Velasquez was aboard Our Mims in most of her championship races. She was uh, versatile. She could go to the lead or close to the lead or come from off the pace. Eventually she was going to get you anyhow. So you're in trouble with her. One day, a powerful true story about a teenage girl who falls in love with a champion racehorse on TV. 21 years later, fate brings them together. Purchase DVD or Blu-ray at OneDayHorseFilm.com. Proceeds benefit our Mims Retirement Haven. 
All right, it is time for some really bad ads. That's that time of the week where a listener submits some bad ads from Facebook or Craigslist or wherever else they find them, and we just have a little fun with them. And this month, we decided we haven't done this in a long time because they're very coveted and hard to get, and we just ordered more. Uh, so and they're expensive for you to buy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We ordered uh, we ordered in some more of the HRN baseball caps, and for the auditors at the twenty five dollar level. There's been a couple of those the last uh, two months. We're going to be shipping your caps out to you shortly, and that's usually the only way you can get one of the HRN baseball hats is if joining at the $25 level on the auditor page. But today... This month, we're giving away two of the coveted hats to two people who submit really bad ads. So uh, that's what our prize is going to be. And you want to get us started? Let's do it. So Lilith sent in this one, and I, I, it took me a second to even realize what, what this person was selling. Red is the title. Red. She's my best friend. And wants to be sure she's with the right home. She paints her nails in wears necklaces. Hmm. Her eviction notice <laughs> is set for seven three eighteen. She's the best therapy hen I've ever encountered. <laughs> she is an alpha. She lives inside and enjoys egging uh, by around noon. <laughs> so this is a. A chicken, a probably that chicken. somebody has illegally in their neighborhood. Yes, <laughs> has to, to go. <laughs> Do you think Gotta she go. has the little vest that says therapy on it uh, for this hen? Um, that's a genius idea, Glenn. Thank you very much for giving me that. Okay, good. <laughs> you can bring it anywhere then, right? That's so. awesome. <laughs> uh, Donna sent the following one in, and Allison. Two people sent this one in. Win or die. That means die. it's a good one. Yeah. That means it's going to be good. The uh, title is Win or Die. Ryan is a 10-year-old, 16.2-hand Oldenburg mayor. No papers. Ryan is a mayor. Okay. She is beautiful on the outside and a true chestnut mare on the inside this <laughs> this mare goes to the jumps like a freight train and never touches a rail she lands like a ferrari with no brakes or steering you've written these <laughs> this I've written that. yeah if you can ride her you'll have lots of blue ribbons in your future if you can't you'll need to have good health insurance <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love the, this mare, it's time we break up. She's game to jump clean no matter what. And no, you can't take her on trial. She has a USCF record a mile long. Reasonable offers will be considered, but don't be a blank hole. I need the stall don't as soon as possible reasonable. for my new gelding. <laughs> Reasonable offers will be considered, but don't be an a hole. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Like, you know, come, come on, come on, give me something reasonable. Come on. Oh, you've had this. Zeus was this way, right? When he jumped, he, he would uh, take off on you. No breaks. No, of he didn't take off after the jump. He just takes off before, before the, the jump. jump. Okay, <laughs> which is a lot. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, that's a little scary. <laughs> Five times in a row, he'll be like, "Yeah, sure, I got you. I'm with you, Mama. I'm with you." And then that sixth time, he's like, "You know what? I got this." I got this. You that you think that's five strides. I can do it in three. I can do it in three. <laughs> and you're going to be left back there. He doesn't have it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, the next one comes from Stephanie, and this is a, a Facebook post. And that's what I did realize when I posted that. I talked about at the beginning of the show, posted in the Oklahoma, you know, farm and garden and hoo-hahs, uh, that I said, I'm looking for hay, like what type of hay. People took the time in the comments to educate me on how to feed my horses and how what kind of hay of is best... Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like you don't want to give them straight off up. That'll make them hot. Yeah, there's more to it than that. But thank you. Um, I was really, really pleased with how many people helped. And this was kind of the same situation. But I do think this person actually needs help. So that being said, Stephanie sent this one to us. It's a Facebook post. Um, ISO. $500 in Flintstone, Maryland. I'm casually looking for an unbroken or very green broke horse prefer a mare. I'm actually reading the wrong one. Hold on. Let me go read the one that actually I felt like they needed help. Okay, here we go. This is the Northwest Horse Tax Swap. ISO, dead broke horse. My wife has totally lost confidence in trail riding. Her, finger quote, mount has learned that she can be taken advantage of and bullies her. I am looking for that rare animal that is bomb-proof, and I will take care of her, and will take care of her. The only requirements of this horse are to walk, turn, stop, stand, and be young enough to handle long mountain rides. <laughs> this is the only requirements. Just those only few things. Yeah. <laughs> just, just those things. Money is not an object for the right horse. If I am paying top dollar, I want some type of guarantee to lease to buy. I have been through three animals that weren't quite as advertised. <laughs> um, so... I find that there's a lot of people that have been really helpful. Um, apparently there was 227 comments at this time. <laughs> this post with the general theme being maybe, maybe you should spend some money on riding lessons. Just saying, <laughs> <laughs> which I found to be a fairly reasonable suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> that great. Yeah, it's always a horse's problem. I need the perfect yep. horse for my inexperienced wife. Because yeah, yep. why don't you get her some experience? <laughs> well, I can't do that unless I have the perfect horse. What's wrong with you, Jamie? Exactly. Duh. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, we didn't do Stephanie's, right? Uh, the one no, out of. Go ahead. Okay, so Stephanie sent this one in out of Flintstone, Maryland. It's uh, is seeking a, and it says five hundred dollars. I'm casually looking for an unbroken or very green broke horse, prefer a mare. At least 15 hands, nothing older than eight. The younger the better, but nothing under a year. If the horse is registered, would love that, not required. My budget is up to $800, would have to be okay with payments of $200. Nothing more than two hours away. Okay, and they posted a picture, and that was just to get people's attention, because this horse they posted the picture of, this paint horse, would be about $10,000, not $500. (laughs) But, yeah, yeah. But, and let me just, let me just say this. Can I say it? I know I've said it before. Please, I am selling a pony, and this has come up multiple times. Can I say my piece here? Yes. Yes. If you cannot afford 
to buy an $800 horse and you have to make payments. I feel bad for you and I understand, but don't buy a horse. If you can't afford to pay $800 for a horse, you can't afford to keep a horse. You just the can't. The price is the easy part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we've all been there. I mean, I respect. Yes, I do too. The fact that you, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but you're not going to be able to afford the farrier at $300 when that happens, or you're the vet at a thousand dollars when that happens or the hay at $200 a month or the board. If you have to board, you're just not going to be able to. So I'm just yeah, saying, exactly. I'm done. But by, by the way, the one I read was presented by Corinna. So we've got this one from Reginald, just five-year-old Palomino gelding, eight, $8,500. Yeah, it's a good one. Mongo. (laughs) (laughs) Mongo. That's a great name for a horse. (laughs) Hold on. This is Southern. Mongo is a five-year reg yellow ranch gelding. Yellow. Yellow? White. (laughs) L-L-A. He's a yellow ranch gelding. Just about been there, done that. Clean legs, big feet, sound in every way. Has snubbed colts. Pony Bronx can be used on the head side, but not a made horse. No buck, spook, goofy enough, and purdy enough for beginners. Purdy. Snappy face. Great speed when you need it. And gentle as a dead pig when you don't. <laughs> I have never heard that before. I've never heard that saying either. Gentle as a you dead pig. You know what? Pig. He's gentle as a dead pig. <laughs> I don't think that's ever what. <laughs> oh, that had to be, that had to be deep south there i'm gonna put that down in uh magics i gotta go edit her ad you know what she's gentle as a dead, dead pig, pig. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> by the way if if uh we played a best of on wednesday july 4th and it was a day uh it was last year or the year before when you introduced magic to the whole world when you started oh talking gosh. about it. So that's the episode we played. Uh, Brenna, I was like, this pony is about to die. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Brenna sent the following one in. This is our trailer of the week. <laughs> it's a very odd shot of the trailer, too. <laughs> what? It's it, like, is it down in a I don't hole? know. It looks like they climbed a stepladder to the roof and took a picture from the top, is what it looks like. It's a 1984 four-horse BP horse trailer bumper pull with hay rack. It needs gone. Make an offer $2,500. It is a straight load, a mid-gate. Tires, floor, and wiring are in good shape and has a clean title. Um, this um, trailer <laughs> is nine, 19,000 pounds. It is, at least. It's steel. It's about 20 feet long. It's a bumper pull, <laughs> which means when a truck passes you, this sucker is going to be all over the road. Uh, has a hay rack in the top. That is true. Maybe that's why they took the picture from the top. We can't actually see the tires, or we can't see the bottom, or we can't see the doors. We really can't see anything the but the roof. So, yeah. see the, uh, the hay rack's in great shape. It's it great. is completely <laughs> steel, and it weighs nine thousand pounds by itself. And it's way over our price limit for twenty five hundred dollars. Man, this, this is a steal. Y'all need to go get that. <laughs> um, let's see here. Oh, I oh, got sound. Kristen. Kristen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let me get Kristen here. Kristen sent this one in now. Kristen said it's a little long, uh, but you've got to wait for the end. 
Hello, this ad is from Horses in Indiana, where the first person ad from the perspective of the horse is currently undergoing a renaissance, but I believe I have chosen the very best of these ads. Also, forgive me, my southern accent is a little bit rusty. Bring it on. Hi, I'm Tad Cooper. Aren't I a pretty quarter horse gelding? <laughs> Never mind, I already know I am. I'm about 16 hands tall, give or take, about 10 years old, and feel younger. I really need someone that knows what they are doing. Right now, I really don't want to mess with any silly kids, but maybe in the future with the right person to work with me. I would like someone to give me a run for their money. I think I came from out west somewhere and had been told that I was used for lessons and some jumping, but my current owner would like to use me for other disciplines. I think I like to jump much better, and I'm bored with what they would like me to do. Someone lost my papers along the way. These days, I've got it pretty good. I get to laze around and eat all the time. That's a relief because I'm pretty sure someone has starved me or something in the past. That's why I like to act aggressive when they come to bring me my food. But once they figure me out, they know I'm just really hungry, you know? Anyway, my current owner has gotten me out several times and schooled me on my manners and likes to make me run in circles. I tried to run away and got away once, but then she came and got me and that never happened again. She's taken me for some nice rides, but nothing too tough. And I decided I like to do some prancing while beating road. But that rare enough and bucking stuff is for the birds. I haven't tried any of that. I hate it, though, when that funny guy with the hat comes to mess with my feet. Tonight, my owner tried to put me in a trailer, and I wasn't having any part of that. I showed her. What I really <laughs> like is for one of those people that whisper to horses to come get me. But anyone looking for a challenge will do. I've heard myself referred to as a combination of ADHD and opposition to find all rolled up into one package. <laughs> it must be good. If you would like to give me your best shot, then I'm ready. I think I'm worth $1,200, don't you? Serious inquiries only. Oh, my God. This is like <laughs> an adverb. Like, this horse is a total nightmare, but they're like, let's. how can we frame it so yeah. it looks cute? They yeah. hired a marketing professional for that. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> This horse does nothing right, okay? Yet you kind of want to buy it. Everybody I know. Wants to buy That's it. how we're done. I kind of liked it. <laughs> My gosh. I like it. I showed her. <laughs> I showed her. I did get away once. I didn't do that again. <laughs> she came back and got me in this bed again. So good. <laughs> oh my god! There's I a children's book in there somewhere. I think. Yeah. Right. Oh, that is a total adventure for us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Scare children away from horses forever. Ever. Read this book. Oh <laughs> uh, well. Hey, can I do the uh, Beth Sennon the Oklahoma yeah, well broke well broke. Oh, it's in Oklahoma. You have to do it. Your new home state. You have to do it. Yeah, I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, well broke Bay Gelden for five. <laughs> it's a really expensive stuff in Oklahoma. Well broke. Well broke Bay Gelden. Do they speak with a southern accent in Oklahoma, by the way? Oh, yeah. Well, they do. You know, Blake Shelton's from there. Right? Oh, that's right. That's right. And they say different words like, like the word right. You know, right. Yeah, but he's right. one of those fake southern guys, isn't he? Blake Shelton. Oh, he's sorry. Oklahoma. Huh? I don't know. He's he where he lives in Oklahoma is from. It's very small. Okay, <laughs> there. You know who else is from Oklahoma? That when you drive by, there's a water tower. Carrie Underwood. His name on it. No, Garth Brooks. Oh. <laughs> they got a water tower, and the town says "Hum Garth Brooks" because <laughs> I saw it. Because I'll tell you what else. You know who else lives in Norman, Oklahoma? Toby Keith.
Captain Ron from Oklahoma, huh? <laughs> Carrie Underwood. Yeah, if you're born in Oklahoma, you dang well better can sing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you're going to do. Uh, well, broke Bay Gelden, $550 in Southeast Oklahoma. 10 year old Gelden, well built, has shoes on right now. <laughs> They've been on for, oh, oh God. <laughs> They, they've been on for a while now. <laughs> Six months, a year. <laughs> Six months, a year. I don't know how that long. <laughs> he gets along with any livestock. He, he been he been with goats, sheep, ducks, llama, barking dogs. Yep, gets along with other horses just fine. Most of the time, most of the time, he stands still for anything. He does good for me. Almost anyone with horse sense can ride him. But when it comes to his back feet... Being shooed, he can be a butt head. <laughs> he is not for a beginner horse farrier. <laughs> He's a very easygoing horse. He's never offered a buck or kick. I have fell off of him when we had two of us on him and a dog came up and nipped him on the back leg and he crow hopped <laughs> and my friend lost his balance so we both slid off. Another time, <laughs> another time my friend was riding him. <laughs> You can just picture this. I kind of want to sell the other horse yeah. to this guy. <laughs> Another time, my, my other friend was riding him and he's jumping big logs and she wasn't holding on real well and she went over my horse's head and landed dang right in front of him on the ground. <laughs> he's an awesome riding even when other green broke horses are being stupid around him, but he's not deadhead either. The price on him is 550 because I just looked at his feet the other day and his old shoes need to come off and he needs his feet trimmed up and reshoed real bad. <laughs> In case it's it's calls spelled right. It's cause we've had a dry summer winter. <laughs> most of the time I ride him barefooted, but these <laughs> most of the time I ride him barefooted. But these past six months, he's been needing shoes. See, he's <laughs> had those shoes on for six months. He's not a big horse. You can call. Um. Okay. <laughs> Okay, can I just, I just have, because this is my favorite These sentence ever. These are your new neighbors, really by the way. Can I just throw that out? Can I also tell you that Oklahoma has had the wettest winter year, uh, wettest spring pot, like, that they've ever had. Okay. Um, but I just want to read this uh, one more time because it made me so happy. I have fell off him <laughs> when we had two of us on him and then a dog came up and nipped him in his back leg and he crow hopped and my friend lost his balance and we both slid off and another time my friend was riding him and jumped big logs so she's not holding on real tight and she went over my horse's head and landed right dang in front of him on the ground. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. God bless America. I hate it when that happens. Okay, the dog come out, run, they nip him on the back foot. I ain't got no bridle on him, sitting there bareback, just minding my own business. The dog comes out of nowhere, grabs him on the back leg, and the ankle horse takes off running, jumps log, bucks him off. I slid off on the ground, then the dang horse stepped on me. Out comes an alligator out of an alligator pond. I had to run for my life. <laughs> I can't go on. And there's, a, there's an old school like Looney Tunes cartoon in this one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Folks, Bunny and Daffy Duck are in it. <laughs> They're both sitting there's on the one horse. time. 
<laughs> this one time I was trying to get on from the fence because he's not, you know, he's kind of a bigger horse. He's about 13, three. And I tried to get him up from the fence and I was getting on from the fence and all the backside dog ran up, jumped over it and landed on his back. He took off running bucking and I was stuck with no horse and I was in the middle of nowhere and I don't know what the hell I was supposed to do. So I started walking and then the horse came in running back at me, hit me, knocked me over. Horse is gone. But you know what? Only $550 and he can be yours because he's really nice. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm moving to this place. <laughs> Do you know what else pissed everybody off in the audience? They put brand new shoes on their horse and he pulls it off the next week. This horse had him on for six months and not pulled his shoes. You know what? He's got feet like concrete. You know how I know? Because <laughs> his shoes been on six it's months. months. He ain't lost yet. <laughs> I guarantee this horse is in a pasture with a bunch of trash too. Uh, like I guarantee. Metal equipment. <laughs> That's right. And like, our horses would have shoes pulled off and lacerations be needing stitches. And this horse is like, you know what? I got this. You know what, though? Don't pick up my back feet. <laughs> All right. That's it. We're going to quit on that one. We can't. The, where are we going to go from there? <laughs> right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aren't you proud to be moving to Oklahoma? Oh you know, I'm sorry for everybody that lives in Oklahoma. We apologize for picking on Oklahoma. <sighs> We picked on a lot of states, though, to be fair. We picked on many states. (laughs) I feel like you've picked on just the places I've lived. (laughs) No, we pick on Florida a good bit, too, (laughs) don't we, Jimmy? (laughs) Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Because every news story you hear that has wacky naked people is a Florida man. Um, Always starts that way. It's a Florida man. Horse in the pool. There's so many. Yeah. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you all on Monday. We'll be here. You know what you need to do? You just need to move on back to the city. (laughs) You do. Dang city person coming out here trying to live in my country in Oklahoma. You don't even know what hay is for nothing. I tell you, I defeat your dang horse. It's ridiculous. Move back to the city. How dare you come out here and tarnish my land? (laughs) 